I'm Nicole Holcomb, the host of the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast. I help moms raising children with dyslexia get clarity to set goals for their children to thrive with dyslexia. What do I mean by thrive? So many children with dyslexia are struggling academically, who aren't yet identified with dyslexia, or they aren't receiving enough remediation. And as a result, these kiddos are experiencing low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and high levels of anxiety. I help moms create plans to address the academic, social, and emotional goals while recognizing and nurturing their children's strengths and passions. With over 20 years of experience as an educator and school counselor, and more importantly, as a mom raising an amazing daughter with dyslexia, I get it. I can't wait to help you get clarity and ditch the dead end for a road to thrive. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 64 of the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Holcomb, and today we are talking about summer 2021. Are we there yet? That's my motto. Are we there yet? So as this podcast is released, we are almost in April. I mean, I can see April from where I'm sitting. What about you? And so as we think about April, May is right around the corner, right? And so I wanted to bring to you early on some information about summer and what is summer supposed to look like this year and give you some tips or some advice about summer and summer opportunities and what you should expect. So as we, you know, this last year has looked completely different from any year. And as you continue to work with your child to hopefully identify what the remediation plan is or continue with the remediation plan, you may be thinking, thank goodness, I've just got to get through May and then we got the summer off and we're going to do nothing. Well, <laughs> hold on. Um, so over the summer, I want to talk to you a little bit about w- some, some recommendations that we have been provided over the years and that we have done that we have found to be very beneficial and have I've, you know, I've read quite a few articles about summer enrichment and, and opportunities for students and children with dyslexia. And so fortunately and unfortunately, we will not be taking the summer off. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about summer. So summer, I absolutely want you to find some time to relax and recharge as a family. I mean, like I said, this last year has been nothing typical about it. Whether you were face-to-face with children wearing masks to school or whether you had times when your child was sent home for virtual learning for, um, you know, a scare at the school or maybe you didn't go to school at all this year. Maybe it's been virtual learning all year long. Maybe you chose to pull your child out of school and you're homeschooling. It looks so different than it has looked. Now, last summer, everything was shut down. All the camps were closed. No one was going anywhere. This summer, things are starting to open up a little bit. And so you may be thinking, so what should we expect? So for this summer, a couple of things. One, family is the priority. Make sure you have time together to recharge. I know you've been together for a long time now in the house, but find some fun things to go do together as a family. Number two, number two is find some type of remediation. So For us, where we live in Atlanta, the recommendation for our area is that children with dyslexia should have tutoring 
about 10 times over the summer, which is an hour a time. And we usually do ours twice a week. So it's five weeks of tutoring. She goes to tutoring twice a week. And there've been some years where we went individually one-on-one tutoring. And there's been other years where we would do one day one-on-one and one day in a small group, like two kids, three kids. So that way she had, you know, other students that she was able to see. So it really just kind of depends on your tutor and your situation. The other option is to have the opportunity in your in your city or your state to go to some type of dyslexia camp. And so to hopefully provide more resources to you, you can go to dyslexiamomlife.com backslash summer 2021. And there by state, I've listed out the different dyslexia programs and summer school, not summer schools, but summer camps. Don't say summer school, your child will freak out. Summer camps that are available for children with dyslexia. So if for some reason that you you didn't go to, you know, your child didn't attend a dyslexia school, or maybe they did, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity for your child to get exposure to a school, a dyslexia school, especially if maybe you don't live close by to one, but you could go and maybe stay with a cousin or a relative uh, for four or five weeks while your child attended a camp. Some of these camps are overnight camps. Some camps have day camps. And a a camp I interviewed earlier this week, they did all three. They had an overnight camp or a boarding camp or or I guess a residential camp. They had a day camp and then they also decided to have a virtual camp for kids that couldn't travel or families that maybe weren't going to be able to travel or maybe they were traveling somewhere else and they still wanted the opportunity for virtual camp. So, so don't uh, completely discredit camps. You could find a camp that's a good fit for your family that's a virtual camp as well. So what can you expect from a camp? Camps for dyslexia, I mean, they're just, they're amazing and they're unique. One is similar to being at a dyslexia school. All the children have some type of learning, uh, I'm sorry, some type of language-based disability. Most of them are dyslexic. And the camps that I have listed, most of those are advertised as dyslexia camps. And there are some language-based camps in there as well that say majority of their children are dyslexic. And so what we have found with our daughter attending a school for dyslexia is, you know, that weight is lifted off their shoulders. Everybody is in, you know, the same boat, so to speak. And so everybody feels, you know, more relaxed and and more open to being themselves. The good thing about the dyslexia camps is that they embed during their camp day, the remediation and they have remediation with trained you know, uh, trained tutors who can work with your child one-on-one in many cases or small groups. And in addition to that, then they have a regular camp experience the rest of the day. So they may go horseback riding or they may have art or they may have music or they may go for a hike. It really depends on the camp that you choose, what the activities are. So there are lots of opportunities there. And maybe it's that your child didn't attend a dyslexia school. Many of the schools, though, uh, also have the summer programs open to any students. So you don't have to attend a school to be able to go to the summer program at that school or the summer camp at that school. But the reason I'm releasing this episode early It's because many times those camps fill up. There are only so many spots in the camps. And especially since they work uh, closely with your children for interventions and remediation, that remediation is taking place one-on-one or in very small groups. And so they only have capacity for so many students. And so if you think that's something you're interested in, again, go to dyslexiamomlife.com backslash summer 2021. And I will list as many camps and programs I can find. If you find something you think I need to add to 
to there, please make a comment and I will add it to the list as well underneath that blog topic there. So if you're not able to do that, that's fine. Figure out, you know, continue with the current tutor that you have. If that's not something that you're interested in to, to do camp, or maybe you're in a situation where you're, you're really not traveling, or maybe there's not a camp nearby, um, you know, or you're not able to do the virtual camps. But I do want you to have some type of remediation plan for the summer because our children need to be ex- exposed to and have the opportunity to have uh, that remediation because we don't want them to slip backwards. We don't want them to forget those rules they're learning, those decoding rules. They just need to be reinforced. And over the summer, it's a great opportunity. They don't have other subjects. They don't have other homework. They are just focusing on the remediation, whether that's reading or writing or math. Maybe it's all three. Whatever it is that your child's been identified with as far as their dyslexia or their learning difference, then it gives them an opportunity to really work on those pieces and and many times uh, even get ahead of where they were when school got out. And another piece of that is they have that, uh, that continue experience with language. And so another part of that remediation over the summer is continue to provide your child with opportunities to either, you know, read independently. If they're not able to read independently, read together as a family, uh, listen to audiobooks or podcasts together. I would say with the podcast, there are lots of children's podcasts now. Uh, I would listen to them. Some of them are better than others. Uh, you know, I'll put a couple of links in, in the show notes to help you out, but uh, I would listen to those because everybody has a different um, kind of threshold that they expect from language and um, not that it's any bad language, but just, you know, how they talk to your child or or some experiences that they may share. So just, you know, depending on the age of your child, you know, you may want to listen to the podcast to see if you like the tone of it, but there are some really good ones. There's some great science ones we've listened to as a family. There's some mystery ones. There's some that are just like storytelling uh, that are really good is that gives them an opportunity to listen to story and be exposed to other words and language and just this, you know, just the structures of, of sentences. And so it gives them that opportunity. So, you know, the bad news is no, they can't take the summer off. The good news is we can make learning fun and we can continue to, you know, um, involve our children in the learning process and to not make it a negative thing. And tutors are fun over the summer. We've had tutors for many summers and she's never complained about going uh, because the tutors we have have always been people that we've chosen that had a good relationship with her and, and were really fun, just people to be around. So, and then of course, if you choose a camp, there's other activities going on besides the remediation. And so that can also be fun for your child as well. The other piece is that in addition to spending time as a family to relax and recharge, spending time with some type of remediation program or just a structure of how you're going to address remediation over the weeks of summer, the third one, which I think is so vital, is finding time for your child to experience and to continue to nurture their strengths and passions and really their gifts. What lights them up? What do they enjoy doing? And make sure they have the opportunity to do that over the summer as best you can. Again, I know everybody's situation this year is different. Last year, everything was shut down. Things are starting to open up a little bit this year for 2021. But there are also things you can do at home if you have to. There's there's science kits you can buy. There's you know art supplies that you can get. There's lots and lots of Pinterest posts that talk about activities that you can do from home. And so if you're not able to get out, I I absolutely get that. I'm not judging you for that. So you do what's in your comfort zone. But also remember, if you are in a point in your family 
or in your community where people are starting to get out a little bit, then start thinking about what is it going to look like six weeks from now or five weeks from now or however many more weeks you have for school to get out. Because it could be that they could do a summer camp. Maybe it's that they go for a one-week soccer camp or a one-week ballet camp. Or maybe they go to a cooking camp. Um, You know, those can be five or six weeks long. Or you could just do one week. Maybe it's vacation Bible school. Whatever it is. But give them an opportunity to get out of the house, breathe in some fresh air, be around some other kids, and just have fun. And if you can find an area of some type of activity that they can do, maybe it's even just meeting up with a couple of their friends to go to the park or to have specific days that they're doing things, then it really does give them an outlet. And and the good thing about those outlets are they're positive. And so we're, we're choosing, we're choosing areas with them to continue to feather their gifts and to also to, you know, what lights them up. Think about what recharges you this summer. You do some of that, but also give your child that same opportunity because those are the areas that could end up being their their job. That could be their, they may be learning things now and being around other adults and other students that helps them figure out what they're good at. So not only do they find what they're good at, but they also learn how to, um, Well, they don't really learn how to, but they they start experiencing more and more self-confidence as they're able to do things and they're able to succeed at things outside of academics and they're able to excel in those areas and and find what lights them up. And so those are things they're probably going to want to continue into the school year. But in the summer, it really gives them dedicated time if they want to go to a camp that's a soccer camp and they're there all day and they're running and they're playing and they're, you know, they're meeting new people and they're having fun with other kids who also love soccer and they've got that dedicated coach who is teaching them the fundamentals and maybe even advanced skills. And so it really gives our children an opportunity to be successful and to have that throughout the summer is really an an amazing opportunity. So to recap, one, find time together as a family to recharge, reconnect, just have some fun. Two, find what remediation is going to look like for you this summer. Talk to the people on your team. What is your teacher saying? What is your, your reading specialist saying? You know, the people that are on your team that are helping you remediate your child, what are some thoughts? Have some conversations as a family. Is remediation continuing with tutoring or is it maybe even looking at a dyslexia camp? Maybe you're going to go, you know, rent a house for a month and, and, or stay with a relative for a month and have your child attend a camp. What does that look like? And then, like I just said, the third piece of that is, you know, continuing to nurture those gifts, continue to nurture what lights your child up and gives them self-confidence and continues to, you know, give them opportunities to grow in the area of their strength. That is, you know, that's going to make an amazing summer for them. And also, you know, if you have if you have an opportunity, look at what the, the curriculum is going to be for next year. Is there a particular subject like social studies that they struggle in that you could go ahead and start having some conversations about those topics, maybe reading some books that talk about some of those topics. Uh, maybe it's that you, you realize that at the local museum, there's some, there's some information, or maybe you're going to, you're going to visit somewhere and they have some museums or some places that you could visit that are historical that then it helps your child, um, you know, have a concrete 
connection with that as they learn that next school year. So you're making learning fun and you're you're giving them the opportunity to have some, I guess, kind of like field trip like op- opportunities without calling it that. Uh, but it gives them exposure to the information. Uh, maybe it's that they're listening to a, a, an audio book in the car and y'all are having conversations or listening to or watching a, a YouTube video about a particular piece of history and then you're having conversations. So you can make you can make learning absolutely fun as a family as well. So, summer 2021, oh my goodness, are we there yet? Almost, you're almost there. This is the time, if you haven't already, to make plans for the summer because things fill up quickly, especially this summer. People are anxious to get their kids out and about again. So make a plan for, you know, your family time, your vacation. What is your downtime going to look like? Make plans for that remediation or camp. Make time to have time for your child to explore, whether it's the curriculum for next year and they're exploring a, a history or historical event, or whether they are actually, you know, feathering their love love and, and passion for soccer or ballet or art or music or whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's all of those things. Who knows? Maybe you're doing a week of this and a week of that. Uh, but absolutely find time for you as a family to slow down and enjoy each other with downtime where you don't have to do anything. That, that Guys, that's important too. You know, absolutely. All right. I hope you have a fantastic week. Next time I see you, it will be April. And in the month of April, I have got several episodes and interviews for you uh, with people talking about summer opportunities and summer camps and talking to some experts and directors in those areas that give you some benefits about camp, benefits about summer remediation, and you are going to love all of them. They're all amazing people, and I have enjoyed talking with all of them. So I will see you back here next Monday. And you remember, you got this. You are not in this alone. I'm here for you. Take care.